tell me, Angeline, how long have you been doing this billboard thing? Um, my billboards have been up for eight years. Mm -hmm. So um, I've become part of Hollywood as a Hollywood icon. <laughs> You're as famous as the Hollywood sign. What made you say that? Oh, I you read it. I read it. You said it because everybody else was saying it. Right after mm -hmm. the bit about the new love goddess of the now future. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you're listening to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, T. Simon. And I am the good doctor, Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo, I can tell that you forgot. I've forgotten what? Not my doctorate. I'm a doctor now. You should never forget. And I think British people, <laughs> I think British people have all forgotten, but you've forgotten. Um, I, I didn't forget. And we're going to talk about how I didn't forget. Oh, wait, you, I you, have, you did forget. I have honored this day in a better way than you have ever honored this day. Well, this day, though, it's the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. It's kind of weird. I didn't even think about that. It's like, God, that happened 20 years ago. Well, 10 years ago was also the last time that I wore a Halloween costume. And guess what my Halloween costume was? Were you one of the terrorists who hijacked the plane and flew into <laughs> the World Trade Center towers in New York City? I was the majestic towers themselves. Both towers or one and the other? I was one tower. I made the guitarist in my band at the time be the other tower. He was the north tower because he was already on fire. And I had the plane, which I still have to this very day. It's just sat across from me there. Uh, the plane was jammed into me. And then I created all the smoke with like um, cotton wool and spray painted them. I, it took about a month for me to make them. I was very proud of them. And on the back, on his, I wrote never. And on the back of mine, I wrote forget. And we danced all night, D. Simon. Ten-year anniversary, 9-11. Never forget. Very crass. Very insensitive of you, Kate Rambo. How, how is it insensitive? It was an honor. Never forget. And nobody forgot that night. No, I'm sure people remember those and were horrified. But I wonder what would happen if you did it here. I think people would be like, too soon. It's like been 20 Dude. years, buddy. <laughs> can, we can make 9-11 jokes now, though, right? I also... Um, for another party that year as well. I went as a 9-11 office worker and I printed myself out like a lanyard and I got it laminated, which I also still have. And then I just like burnt some office clothes and then just put loads of makeup on. So it like, like a come burnt, through a fire. Like a, like a crispy person? I didn't go that to that far like because we were, just, Bill. we were just going to the pub. So I just did like a 9-11 office worker who had survived and I had like a folder and I wrote like... um. South Tower floor 50 on it and shit like that. I did go to a little bit of effort, mind. I know, but, that but was what my I'm saying is I don't think that's how you're not supposed to forget. You're not supposed to ridicule and mock one of the most momentous events in our lifetime, Kate Rambo. All right, well then, ban all historical costumes. No one is allowed to go as Henry VIII who murdered his wives because it will offend someone. I am sorry, D. Simon, that you are offended. Have you gone costumes. as as uh, JFK with his head blown, or made your boyfriend go with JFK of his, as his head blown off and Jackie O covered in brain bits and skull? I have also done that costume <laughs> as well. 
<laughs> not surprised. Not surprised. That was the year before. That was a really fun costume to make and put together. No well, one knew who I was. <laughs> so the JFK assassination, there was a very significant event for the baby boomers. I think most boomers, it's one of probably the most monumental event that they can remember from the 20th century that really stands out in their mind. They can remember yeah. where they were. I would say for, for us, it'd probably be 9-11 for millennials and uh, Gen Xers like myself. Like 9-11 or the cha- sure. maybe the Challenger explosion. No, not really. I would say 9-11 was probably the most significant like historical event to happen that caused you know a lot of change for in Americans. our culture. Well, for Americans, for but Americans. also, I mean, you guys also were involved in the Afghanistan war and the war on terrorism. Hey, hey, you dragged us into that. Nobody in Britain was like saying, hey, let's go to fucking war with those guys who's just done that thing in America. Because when the London bombing happens, did, uh, did any of you guys step up and say, let's go um, to war? No, we're good people. That's why. Okay. Iraq war. Um, you were, Bush and Blair were butt buds. <laughs> They, they were, were butt buddies, and they yeah, were, totally. and they and you guys were just as 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 at fault as we were, for going into this useless war for no okay, reason. Okay, okay, okay. But anyway, what I'm saying is, it was a significant event, you know, that yeah. I can I can recall exactly where I was when it happened. Where were you? What were you now, doing? I was sleeping because I w- I was unemployed, and uh, I remember waking up. This is like yeah, nine eleven two thousand one. Um, I remember waking up and uh, getting coffee. And uh, just putting on like, I don't know, watching watch the TV, and I'm like, holy shit, is this actually happening? Like, you just never really think about America being attacked. You just never would have think, you never would have thought that. And then the idea that someone would hijack planes and on a suicide mission into like, you know, the icon of capitalism, you know, these like iconic landmarks of capitalism. I'd never seen anything like it. I was blown away. And then I remember like my friend Kessler was in New York and I was trying to call him to be like, yeah, dude, are you all right? And I couldn't, you couldn't get through. Like there, every, there were just phones weren't working and everything it was, was a down. different time. Yeah. I mean, and well, there, you know, no self, I don't, yeah, I didn't have a cell phone then. And so I remember I was like trying to call him and finally I did get a hold of him like a few hours later. And, uh, and I was like, dude, are you outside, like, walking around taking pictures? This is fucking crazy. Like, you should go check this out. And he was, like, horrified. Because he lived <laughs> lower, he was, like, lower east side. Not that, I mean, a few blocks away from, uh, you know, where, where the Twin Towers were. Um, which is at, like, the southern tip of Manhattan, like, the financial district. And so, I mean, there was debris and smoke and everything, like, going by his house. And there were people covered in dust and blood, like, walking by. And I'm like, dude, I'd be out there with cameras. He's like... It's not cool, man. It's not something I want to see. Like, he was all depressed, and I was like, uh, all right, maybe you don't think it's cool. Talk, <laughs> I, talk would to you, you later, I guess. Yeah, would you have gone out in that and checked it out? Yeah, I totally would have gone out and checked it out. And, um, How often I, does I, I was like actually saying... You probably have been taking selfies. I'm not the selfie-taking type, but I would have been definitely out there taking pictures and getting um, a possible lung disease that in 20 years' time is when all the lung disorders and the weird cancers are going to yeah, come out of, from all the debris that everyone in the uh, vicinity a lot of people was breathing have, in. A lot of people already have died from uh, lung cancer from the debris. Yeah, I, the numbers in 20 years' time, I think, are just going to go skyrocketing for all the people who were on the island so- in close vicinity that day. What was the effect in Britain? I mean, you guys must have been like, holy shit. Well, 
Dee Simon. I was also sleeping. But at that time, I was kind of in a weird situation at home. I had been kicked out, but I was back at home because I had to like be like referred to go and like leave home. So anyways, it, I remember it was like a random morning and my mum came in and she was like, the Twin Towers have been attacked. I was like, I, I don't know what the fuck You're they like, are. The Twin what? I was hungover. I was like, I don't give a shit. Fuck off. I don't know what they are. I don't care. And like I started watching the footage and I was like, I, what the fuck are the Twin Towers? I only know of the Twin Towers because of the pictures of the damned, the pictures of Debbie Harry on top of them and because of the Simpsons. I'd never even heard of the Twin Towers. I've never see like seen well, pictures. You were young too and you'd never been to New York. I was, um, to, yeah, I was like 17, 2001. Yeah, like I had walked by the Twin Towers several times. So, I mean, obviously, and plus... I mean, it's like a landmark of capitalism. I mean, it's like you everyone would know that. It's also on the Obviously, skyline of New York City. I was um, a baby goth at that time. I was very, very into Rotten.com and like all that. I was just so into like just death and disorder and chaos that I loved all of it. And that whole, you know, when people are chucking them out. Yeah, I was super into it. Yeah, I remember I, like how often do you get to see that? Exactly. That and that that was my point. That's why I was kind of surprised the way Kessler reacted. But then again, he's there and it must be kind of hor must have been very horrifying. But like I, I woke up and you know, unemployed, I was just like gonna smoke some weed, do a little wake and bake. And then uh yeah, I just remember turning on the TV and was like, Am I imagining this? Like America's under attack? US fucking a under attack <laughs> i mean it was it was a shock i mean i don't think a lot of like we did, i don't think a lot of us could even conceive of that happening i know? imagine that you guys felt the same way that britain felt when our um the the princess the queen of hearts was taken away from us in france that's probably how america you felt how we felt when princess diana died when princess same thing well, yeah, but British people were crushed. But I mean, but the thing is, though, Princess Di, this wasn't an act. If she was, if she was murdered by terrorists, I think there'd have been a different story. She was kind of murdered, though. Well, depending on who you ask. Conspiracies, hey! and I understand okay. people were upset. But this, I mean, this is a whole other level of uh, shock. Yeah, but I we mean, also the country was attacked. You know, that three thousand people were killed, and it was a terrorist attack on American foreign terrorist attack on American soil. Yeah, we also we also got attacked. You can't remember it though. And guess what? We don't have a day for it either. When did you get attacked? I'm going to drive the in London a van. bombings. The oh, London yeah. bombings. But that was there you go. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. How many people died in London bombings? Eight, six. I can't actually remember it. Small. Exactly, because you, you you've know, forgotten. Um, you've forgotten. Never forget 9/11. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. So the thing is, you know, three thousand people did die on uh, September 11th, 2001. Um, the event, you know, uh, led to two unwinnable wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, one we finally just ended after 20 fucking years. Um, and, then the, and then, you know, changed the rules on security and surveillance. Changed flying forever, I would say. Oh, fucking made flying a fucking oh nightmare. Like, everywhere it made flying a nightmare. It's, it's, I think it's worse here than it is in Europe and the UK, because at least you guys can keep your shoes on. Well, we've got to do those little baggies, oh, though. The, you know? Okay, that's, we don't have to do that in the US. That actually is worse than taking your shoes off. I actually think the little baggies thing hurts women more, because if you ever tried to put all your makeup into those little baggies... 
It's yeah, difficult. I couldn't even imagine. It's you know, I don't bring that many toiletries, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, like I, I couldn't imagine like my mom flying. She would never be able to do that. Exactly. So that's a war on women. It's not a war on terrorism. That's to stop women. I had to throw away a really good concealer once. That was brand new. Brand Sucks. new, and I couldn't fit it in. That was well, so annoying. The, the thing that pissed me off about it is I'm, you know, perpetually late. And so I would, you know, back in the day, you show up at the airport 30 minutes before your flight, walk through security. It's not a big deal. You could even have your loved ones walk to the gate with you and hug you while you're going on the plane. None of that happens now. It, the other thing, I used to bring drugs on the plane all the time throughout the 90s. I would just go, you know, get like an eight ball of cocaine, put in my pocket, no problem. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, put it in my butt, <laughs> get yeah, on, I mean, sometimes no you shake it, but it's like no problem doing that. Never had an issue. I would never do that now. I would never do oh, that no, now. No. You know, I mean, no. well, now you have to go through that like x-ray machine that can see your dick. It's like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just wouldn't even do it. You know, the one you got to lift your hands up and it spins around. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, they changed, it, it changed everything. And that's what pisses me. I mean, obviously the Twin Towers you know, being destroyed and the 3,000 people dying, that's a terrible loss. But me not being able to fly with drugs, that is the tragedy. That's the true I'll never tragedy. forget. I will never forget. Al- I'll never forget the day Al-Qaeda stopped me from flying with drugs. Never forgive them either, D. I, I never won't. Never forgive them. I won't. I'm hoping, Good. and I know this is probably not going to happen because uh, the TSA is a federal agency but i'm hoping the new governor of california is going to allow us to fly with drugs again that's what i'm looking forward to you know have you been have you been uh, following the whole california recall election here is that news over there in the uh in no the of course it isn't but i am obviously aware of it because what, I have no one's to be. talking about that no why would anyone look right i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase a smarter man than you or i a man by the name of snake pliskin I don't give a fuck about your war and I don't give a fuck about your president. I don't give a fuck if there's a governor recall in California. Would you give a fuck if there was a governor, re- uh, like a parliamentary recall in London? Would well, you be like fussed about it? No. No, because your country doesn't matter. America's like, you know, the most important country <laughs> in the world. This is <laughs> so... <laughs> the most important day for America. So I should give America the glory on this. America's I mean, it, it is the only country forget. that really matters. I and, mean, you know, everybody knows that. Um, America. <laughs> no, but you know what's interesting about it is I was thinking, like, can you do this in England? Can you recall? an elected official like can the citizens think, recall like an mp i think so i think they just get fired or sacked yeah you can get sacked here but there's like a but, referendum process like a rec- like in the states we can't recall like the president i think we can i mean congress you know can uh, impeach them but we the citizens can't be like yeah we don't like this guy let's have a vote to get rid of him and pick a replacement but you can do that with elected officials in a state I understand. Okay. Yeah, I was reading into it because I was like, you know, this is kind of weird because there's actually been quite a few recall elections, but uh, in California, there's only been two that actually, you know, led to something. Like uh, in 2003, if you recall, Governor Greg Davis was recalled, and uh, they they ended up voting in uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he became the governor. I actually, I remember voting for him because I thought it'd be cool to have the governor. We were talking about this on the outtakes, weren't we? I think with Jojo, because I we I actually really liked Arnold and thought he did a good job, especially for like a Republican. He's very open-minded. Yeah. He's very we moderate about for how, a Republican. I'm sure we were talking about him because I, I kind of view him as somebody who in this country, he would be what is known as labor because he's he's more in the middle, but he's more right-leaning, leaning, which you can be. You can be a, like 
Well, in the I think a lot of people are left or right leaning. Well, I think a lot of people are when they're wealthy, because that's kind of like <laughs> the main reason why people are Republicans. But they're moderate in terms of like, yeah, people should be able to have abortion and pro-choice and all that. It's this the right wing insane Republicans like Ted Cruz and the one that like the ones that Trump is courting. Those are the ones um, that are problematic. Larry Elder, who's running against uh, the, the conservative, who's a black conservative, which is odd. Um, there's there's not that many and i think when republicans <laughs> see like a black guy that like you know follows their subscribes to their ideals they're just like yeah we oh, love this guy we him. love this yeah. guy and larry elder's awful i mean that guy that guy's yeah that guy like thinks climate change is a hoax oh, God. yeah and and he de- he doesn't believe like that the pandemic like we shouldn't have uh you know entered into any lockdowns or, uh, or there should be no mask mandates. It's just like, Does he want us all to take horse dewormer too and just become sterile? Yeah, That's they've been espousing uh, ivermectin as, as a treatment too. It's no, it's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm, I'm not a huge Gavin Newsom fan, but yeah, he's a hell of a lot better than Larry Elder. But in the last few months, you know, they these uh, this recall election started. There he is. There's Gavin. Stop the Republican recall. So it came up. They were starting to talk about it during the lockdown that was happening. Um, actually, even in November, they were talking about it because of uh, I don't know, the economy, and um, I think it started uh, it started because of like the economy, and uh, they were upset with the way he was handling the wildfires and things like that, and so that's why they started the recall, the recall in the first place. That's, that's why they recalled Gray Davis because the economy, but it never really took hold. Nothing really, no one took it seriously. Then during the lockdown, that's when people were like. We got to sign. We got to get this, get rid of this guy, and get a Republican in there. And so then now it's like you know gain momentum. And now it's I mean now it's according to polls, he still has a double digit lead. But seriously, you know it's September fourteenth. People show up at the polls, and people like a lot of Republicans vote in person. I don't trust polls after the uh, you know the uh, twenty sixteen election. Yeah, as I say, I never trust um, public polls either because they can be biased and swayed. So, but th- but that's the thing: this improbable campaign, this this idea of a recall, you know, turned into a legitimate challenge to uh, to, to Governor Newsom. So, what happened is uh, the, about a recall. Is is this is how you trigger? This is how you initiate a recall. Uh, the citizens of California are granted the authority to perform a recall election by the Const- the California Constitution. And it's a process that allows voters to remove an elected official before a regularly scheduled election at the end of their term and replace them with the candidate that they vote for. So the authority to conduct the recall election in California applies to only state officials and local levels, not federal politicians. Uh, so you can't, you know, you can't recall like a Supreme Court justice. Uh, but in 39 states, various officials can be subject to recalls. And, uh, you know... And, and it's actually relatively easy to prompt a recall. You just need signatures. And 12 of the 39 states require a stated reason, whether legal or political, but for the rest, it's just, yeah, let's just sign a, a petition. And Don't lot this man. Let's yeah, get you, rid of him. You get a certain number of, uh, of uh, signatures, and you can, you can recall a, an elected official. And there are hundreds of recall efforts every year. I mean, this one's a big deal because it's a California governor, um, and people have like you know politi- politicized it. But, you know, like school officials, local officials, mayors, that's the thing. And so uh, what they do, parties interested in recalling an elected official must gather a certain number of signatures within a matter of months, ranging from 10 to 40% of all votes cast in the last election to that office. 
The shortest timeline for a petition collection is 60 days in Colorado, Idaho, Wisconsin, Nevada. The longest is 320 days, almost a year in uh, New Jersey. And if the recall effort is, uh, you know, gathers the correct amount of signature, signatures in the required time, time frame, then there's an election to, um, to, to all voters who ask whether or not you think that politician should be recalled. And if so, who do you want to replace them? So that's what's happening now. So I've already, I've already voted, but I voted, um, I mean, I voted no, because I don't think Newsom should be removed. I think he's doing a fine job. He takes the pandemic seriously. And that, that's kind of like, my biggest thing is I want shit to go back to normal. I'm sick of this COVID. I don't want to deal with like a Florida type situation with like that Ron DeSantis who, who thinks it's a hoax, doesn't think people should. He was suing school officials who were making kids wear masks. Oh shit, I didn't know You know, know that. it's like- Bloody hell. People should just go take the fucking vaccine so things can go back to normal. I'm over it. And, and Newsom- Everyone is the same, man. Everyone picks Newsom's, the same. Newsom's offering incentives. He's taking that shit seriously. And I think now with the Delta variant outbreak and they see how he's handling it, I think more people are like, yeah, we should probably keep him in office than, than elect someone like Larry Elder or John Cox who doesn't even think it's a real threat, you know? Um, so- the other thing, the other thing with, uh, with these recall elections, there's been a lot in recent years, not just, not just for governors, but in California, there's been a lot, just elected local officials and things like, things like that. I think in the last, in the last, since 1913, when California was founded, they've had 55 attempts to recall the governor in California, even though there's only been 40 governors which is oh, kind of shit. funny. I think it's just because multiple terms, they'll keep doing more recalls. And only five governors have ever had a recall effort against them lead to an actual election, including this upcoming California contest. That's nationwide. And only two incumbent governors, one being Gray Davis in 2003, and I, I forget who the other one is, have lost the recall election. You know, in recent years, Republicans have embraced recall efforts more than Democrats, and mainly because it's kind of a, I would say it's almost like Republicans use it, especially in like a state that's that's very blue, like where you know that's California's always blue, like every election it, it always goes blue. So Republicans kind of use these recalls as a tactic to like have a do-over for the popular vote. So it's like they lost the election. So John Cox ran against Newsom, trounced him. I think Newsom had like sixty-two percent of the votes, something like that. And so this recall is allowing them to have another go-around. You know, it's like a do-over. Right. Uh, for the for the election, Democrats, I mean, it, it, believe me, it worked. Two thousand three, they got rid of Gray Davis, put in a Republican, Schwarzenegger, um, and I think Schwarzenegger even got another term after that. I yeah, he so. did. He ran, yeah, I think he, he ran did. for uh, another term, and I thought he was a pretty decent uh, governor. But in twenty twelve, Wisconsin Democrats tried unsuccessfully to recall Governor Scott Walker, but they lost, and he remained in a seat. As in the Scott Walker. <laughs> No, not the, the Scott Walker that's a governor of uh, Wisconsin is a total prick. So Damn it. It'd be so much cooler <laughs> if that was Scott. See, this is this this could never happen in Britain. You could never have like a celebrity a celebrity running for parliament. Literally anyone who wants to be in parliament is like a not point not five percent of elitist pricks who went to Eton. That's it. If you're ever wanting to get into parliament and not be outside of that, it's never going to happen, mate. I thought you had to, like, fuck a pig or something. That's, like, the only prereq. 
Well, I mean, plenty of us fuck pigs in Britain, but we don't go to Parliament, <laughs> and you don't hear us like um, sprouting off about it in the news either. We was also don't ban pasties. It was Cameron, yeah. David Cameron, yeah. Yeah, that's did... one of my favorite stories about him. Oh, that's hilarious. Did it? Was it? Is that actually true? Did he actually fuck of a pig? Of course, it's true. Of course, he fucked a pig. Yeah, like, there's no way how? that he did not fuck a pig. Like it was like an initiation, initiation ceremony. No, I've read that it was just the head. He just had to oh, like. It was like a severed head. head of a pig. Yeah, it's an initiation ceremony in like Eton or something. You know what the, all those boys the hell was go going to on over the there? Boys, oh, the boys when you put them together, the silly things they do. I mean, we we take our our politicians go golfing. I mean, I guess I guess their skull and bones probably do some pretty fucked up shit too. But fucking well, a pig. I- Arnie was also doing bad things, and I'm pretty sure Arnie probably definitely has fucked some pigs in his time. <laughs> so, okay, so this, uh, the grassroots effort to oust Newsom, who was elected in 2018 when he ran against uh, Republican John Cox, uh, was launched last year by a group of conservative Californians who were critical of his record on immigration, taxes, because he raised taxes, the death penalty. Um, and the state's homelessness crisis. Newsom's against the death penalty. And so I think uh, a lot of them were pretty upset about that. But California um, doesn't have a death penalty. I know. It and abolished yeah. in 1972. Well, there's, been there's no a lot of penalty. conservatives that want to bring it back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he's trying to, like, quash that. Uh, but in, in their effort to collect enough uh, signatures, it didn't really happen, and people just didn't really care. But then during the lockdown, a lot of Republicans, especially in, like, um, like the southern part of the state, San Diego, Huntington Beach, Orange County, were like, let's let's get this guy out of here, and uh, and that's when it this recall really like took up steam, and so the ballot, like we got the ballots in in the mail, but the ballots are like, there's two questions: first, yes or no on whether you want to recall Newsom. I voted no, and second, they'll ask from a list. You're asked from to select from a list of candidates who do you think should replace him. I think a lot of Democrats just voted no and didn't choose. I of course chose. And we're going to be interviewing the person who I chose in just a bit. Um, but uh, if the majority vote yes in the first question, uh, Newsom's then removed from the office. And then the top candidate from the second question takes over. Even if that person receives only a fraction of the vote. If they got the, the highest percentage of votes, they're just going to take over within 30 days after they count count the votes and Newsom's removed. Um, if if If... You know, majority of people say no, Newsom stays in office. So now what's funny about this is California, as you can imagine, has a list of, you know, just a random, wacky list of people who decide to uh, run for governor. I'm actually a bit gutted that I didn't do it. I think you thought of the next time. Do it next time. You know, it never even occurred to me, but what a great way to get publicity. Even if like, you- you're not going to really do anything. And I have, some, I have some ideas. I mean, we talked to, uh, we talked to this candidate in a, in a minute, and I tell her, I pitched her one of my ideas to cure the homelessness situation. And I agreed with your idea. The homelessness situation's dire. And I have some like, great ideas. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they haven't been tested. They might be a bit experimental, but I think they'd be effective. When you run next time, we need to get you some suits. You've just got to have some swish-looking suits, and we'll do it for you. Don't worry. I'll be on your campaign team. I'll write some speeches for you. We'll get it done. Yeah, don't I don't know worry. if I can wear my toxic narcotic shirt. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Appeal to a certain demographic. So September 14th is the, is the actual election, and there are 46 candidates that are running against Newsom. 
Um, it's a, it's a list. Uh, the front running challenge challengers who I mentioned before, Larry Elder, a conservative talk radio host who is black, who has referred to climate change as a crock and a myth. <laughs> there he is. There's Larry. He's a I real mean, he's smart a, he's guy. a smart man. He's charismatic. He's very popular. He's, people have, have touted him as like the next Rush Limbaugh. Oh my God! Yeah, if he's... someone said that to me, I would rather die. I'd rather die of cat AIDS. But but that's what I'm saying, and you know, and I don't think it's a racist statement. It's like when there's a black person who's Republican, and especially someone who's charismatic like Larry Elder, Republicans embrace him like wholeheartedly because it's great for their movement. Because there's you know a fraction of that party is is African American, and so Larry Elder is definitely the front running challenger. Um, next, John Cox who uh, Newsom beat in the last election. There he oh is. Oh, my God, he's got a bear. Is that bear <laughs> his best friend? It's a real bear. He is he is doing his campaign tour. He kicked off his campaign with an actual bear. He's what a Republican. What is the bear called? I don't know his name, but, he, you know, the bear Dumb is the it. state animal of uh, California. But he's a Republican real estate mogul, just a multi billionaire rich guy who's been traveling around the state in a campaign bus with a Kodiak bear named Tag. That's his name, Tag. Oh, that's Tag. Tag's a great name for a bear. But I must say that you cannot have a governor with the last name of Cox. It's too easy. It's too easy to make puns. He should have changed his name. That would be what I would say as a political correspondent. Look at the next picture here. So here's a picture of uh, Governor Cox in Sacramento with a bear. Oh, my God. His slogan is Meet the Beast. On his door bus, but oh my, how? Ra- Cox, Cox, meet the beast. What is this? Is all kind of getting into like rapey territory now. But how amazing would it be if this bear acted Ate like him. a bear and just tore him to shreds and then killed everybody in the audience? And it was all caught on film. Kodiak bears are the, like the biggest bear as well, aren't they? After no, polar bears are the biggest, but then Kodiaks are the the biggest of the brown bears. I would love it. I'd I don't know. I, to I gotta say eat that the beast. I gotta say, Tag, the uh, Kodiak bear is probably a better running mate than Sarah Palin. Hey. You know, I don't know. Might just be me. <laughs> um, next up, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn hey. Jenner. Yeah. America's favorite transsexual. Um, recently took a leave. From the campaign trail to film Celebrity Big Brother in Australia. <laughs> so she's in Australia right now. I think she's back now because it's the uh, campaign. But, oh, she, but so literally, she... she has like 1% of the vote. Like She has nothing in polls. Yeah. Oh, and then, wow. it, But these are like the leading contenders. I think uh, Larry Elder, out of he, he's got to be like around 44. Quite a bit, and I think um, Cox is either in upper twenties or early, like uh, low thirties. Um, former San Diego Mayor Kevin Falconer, he's uh, another popular California. Um, he's running Democrat, but he's another popular California. Let's say uh, Falconer, great name for a politician. It's it, you know you it's a fal- you'd use the falcon, wouldn't you? The bird as your symbol of hope. Well, he's not bringing a bear along with him. Maybe he should have brought a falcon. Oh, he should have. Falcons are you know, so cool. I don't cool. know. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know if he's Democrat or if he's Republican. He's There's blue everywhere. He's a Democrat. Yeah, he probably is. Uh, then there's Kevin Pafrath, who's the social media influencer and real estate executive. He's young. Him. He's only 29 years him. old, this guy. I hate him. I do not trust him. I do not like him. I do not like looking at I hate man. his teeth. I don't like him. He nearly looks British with those teeth. He's got uh, 1.6 million followers on his YouTube channel. I do not like this man at all. He's doing actually quite well. 
Not surprising. He's a Democrat, too. He's a Democrat, yeah. You can tell. You can tell and then, fucking then, then we get into the weirdos. Okay, hey, I don't want to say all of them are weird because my favorite candidate's one of these next ones. Um, Denver Stoner. Look at you, which you'd think this guy would be like, wow, this guy's great. Denver Stoner. You know, Mr. Cool Stoner's name. running for uh, governor of California. This guy is such a dick. This is the type of guy who probably cries or weeps after he masturbates. Look at he this dude. He has an odd shaped skull which if we're going to take it back to the victorian days you know when they were all about um telling your personality by the shape of your skull i'm putting it out there into this world he can come for me he looks like a nonce and i was about to say if somebody got busted for being part of like one of those like dark web sex rings out of all these people you just saw i'd be like oh my god denver stoner for sure Uh, Denver Stoner says there's a serious lack of moral character and servant leadership amongst government officials today. He said it's time to bring God back into our governing process to restore the greatness of the state of California. He's a conservative Christian, and he believes he can carry out the God-given duty of governor to effect positive change. Oh, he's a diddler, all right. Diddler all over. 100% a diddler, this guy. Diddler. Um. The next guy is a Democratic candidate, and he's oh got my. probably one of the best names of all the candidates. Patrick Kilpatrick. Irish is the days long as Paddy Kilpaddy. But there's something very erotic about this man. I think it might just be this picture, but he is like... This is headshot. He's an actor, a writer, producer. His credits on at least 200 TV shows and films. Uh, he's worked with uh, Tom Cruise in uh, Minority Report. Bruce Willis, Last Man Standing, and uh, he even mm. worked with the Governor in the 1996 movie Eraser. I right controversial opinion time. I actually really like that film. I really like Eraser. I also like Johnny Mnemonic as well. Whichever. I thought Minority Report was a good was a good movie. The next picture here is of him as one of the uh, like police captains in Minority Report. That was hunting nice. down Tom Cruise. I I trust this man. Is he Democrat? He's Democrat. Yeah. I like him. Good for him. He, Thanks he, for throwing your name in the hat, Patrick. He also wants to like inc- try to bring filming back to California. Like encourage more filming to be done here. Good. And get Keep like the tax incentives. Alive. Um, yeah. This next guy's pretty great. Adam Papagen. There he is. Adam Papagen. He's just a regular guy running for the governor of California. And that's his no, whole he thing. Isn't. He goes, He's... I'm running because the politicians, celebrities, and millionaires who normally run for office are out of touch with the issues that face everyday Californians. And so he's trying to demystify the political process by sharing every step of the way for what it takes to be a candidate on his website and his social media. But this is great. His quote they put out on Twitter, my dream used to be to own a house. Then it was to live in a house. Now my dream is just to live in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> He's a real guy. He needs to get a dude. job. I don't like him because he's Republican. I hope he lives he's in not, a cardboard box. I think he's, actually, I, I he's think he's a, unregistered. He's a I think he's unregistered. He doesn't have a preference. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. He's just a regular dude. Just a regular guy. Right. He can't solve any problems. Look, he's the type of guy that, you know, when um, men complain that, why don't women like me? They always seem to go out with the bad guys. That's that guy. He kind of looks like uh, Harrison's friend who wrote that book that came on the show a couple times. Maybe it is Harrison's friend. He could no, be friends with Harrison. No, because Harrison's friend was named Jarrett. I forget. 
Uh, yeah, he wrote the book, I Hate the Internet. It was a pretty decent book, actually. Um, yeah. But he kind of looks like that guy. When I first saw it, I was like, holy shit, is that a Harrison's friend that's running for uh, governor? But no, it's a regular guy named Adam Papakin. Uh, but, but the next candidate here, who's my preferred candidate, it couldn't be the furthest thing from being regular. No one is more fabulous on the recall election ballot than the one and only Angeline. There she is I on don't the think left. I don't think there's anyone more fabulous in all of California than Angeline. She is one of a kind. The Los Angeles billboard queen right there, Angeline. Her platform is amazing. It includes a mandatory bubble bath day, cancellation amazing of daylight savings time and jury duty. No more jury duty. It's not going to be required anymore. Love it. Decriminalization of sex work and the uh, release of convicts with marijuana charges. Um, What's bad about all of this? And she has an otter policy too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otter policy. She wants to bring back the otters. Um, So Angeline, to people who don't know how fabulous she is, she's a Kardashian forerunner, I'd say. She was way before the Kardashians. Uh, She became famous in the early 80s when uh, she mysteriously appeared scantily clad in pink all over billboards in Los Angeles. And so what happened is her husband, who was like a rich producer at the time, I don't know if Angeline was a stripper or just a model. I'm not, or I don't know. She was in pop bands. She'd done a single. She's a singer. She's an entertainer. Was she also a dancer, though? Um, I'm not sure if she was a full-on stripper, but she was an entertainer. But so, uh, you know, all of a sudden in the early 80s, these billboards are popping up. He bought these billboards all over LA, and she became a, a celebrity. But kind of like the Kardashians, like a celebrity for just being famous you know <laughs> and uh but she has a relatively a, like a relative wealth of uh, political experience 1993 she was named the honorary mayor of west hollywood for a night and in 2003 she made a bid for governor in the recall election of gray davis her slogan at the time was we've had gray and brown she was referring to jerry brown governor jerry brown uh, but what about blonde and pink Vote gets my vote. <laughs> she actually, think pink. Well, yeah. she actually finished 29th out of 135 candidates. So it's not That's terrible. That's really good. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, her, uh, her platform's amazing. I think she's incredible. And we talked to her about uh, a lot of her issues, several issues, several like uh, key issues facing uh, this, this state, America's most populous state. There she is on her pink Corvette. And you see her I from time her. to time cruising around town. I, th- I, I think she had like 10 of those things, 10 pink Corvettes a fleet. at one point. A fleet of pink Corvettes. Um, so yeah, I actually reached out to them, to uh, her uh, campaign manager, Jill, um, who was pictured earlier and uh, arranged a time. It was difficult. We had to coordinate a few times, but uh, we got her on the show and uh, it, was, it was fun chatting with her. So let's play this interview and we can hear about Angeline's platform for governor of California. So, Angeline, why should voters choose you over some of the other candidates in the race, like Caitlyn Jenner or Larry Elder? I don't know anything about them. All I know is I'm representing incredible good stuff. I don't know anything about them. And and that's beginning and end of the story. I don't talk about other um, candidates. Because I don't, I don't have time to do that. I'm running for office. Ooh. A little too busy. So yeah, let, let's talk about some issues in Angeline. So, 
Um, okay. I was looking over your platform or your website. Gotta say it's fabulous. Um, but uh, so, do you support a minimum wage increase? This is a tough one. Do Do you support a minimum wage increase? Uh, <clears throat> I can't say anything until I get in the office. Then I have to review every single department and ask everybody what the heck is going on. I mean, if I do become governor, I'm going to get everyone over to tell me all the facts. And then we make the decision. I want everyone to be happy. What would make everybody happy? I would say, yeah, like let's, let's do 20 bucks an hour. And how about a vacation policy? That'd be nice. Okay. You got it. I mean, if you're, if you like, yeah, sure. If that's what you want, then you got it. (laughs) I must say that out of all your policies, I love the otter policy. That would be enough for me. Which one? Which one? The otter policy. Oh, my little otter. I love otters. They are like one of my favorite animals. Really? Yes. And you know what? They mean a big lot of money. When when I've seen pictures of otters, I get tons and tons of money. Good. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know they're, are, are they really endangered right now? Jill, my campaign manager, are otters in danger? Uh, no, but there used to be way more of them on the coast. And we think if, bring them back to the coast then they will help uh stabilize stabilize the area i agree with that that. i agree with that let's let's bring the otters back bring the otters back all right what what about the the one thing i I did um appreciate about your platforms you really try to address the homeless situation so what do what do you think about how how would you remedy the homeless situation angeline well it's a tough one because it's a there's, tough one. there's so many, my, there's so many different homeless people. Some are mental, some are wanting to be on the street. Others don't, nobody will help. I mean, I say put him in the park for just a second and figure out a way to do it. But I talked to one homeless guy and he says, I don't want to be put in the park. I have a little spot and I go there and I'm free. So it's going to take a lot of psychological, um, Research. Some planning. Yeah. yeah, definitely research and planning. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of something I wanted to kind of throw by, throw by you and see what you think. What about moving all the homeless people to Catalina Island? We'll just take, you know, put them on like a boat or something, put them over on a Catalina Island. You said take you. I don't want to go. You said take you to Catalina Island. No, no, no. I'm saying take the homeless people. We'll get all okay. gather all the homeless people. We'll put okay. them up on Catalina okay. Island. We'll bring take a helicopter, drop off food, liquor, cigarettes, you know, things they like. Well, um, porn. Just kidding. Uh-oh. <laughs> porn. <Sorry>. Weird. Who <laughs> do- yeah, who doesn't like all these things? I like these things. Well, There's take nice me to the island. island. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that into consideration. Okay, yeah. Email that and you know, put on the, yeah, it's going to take a, maybe that's one. You know what? It's not good for everybody. Maybe the people that you want to send to Catalina Island, just say, get in line. Catalina, here we go. And others will, will just, yeah. We'll put them in the park. Thank you so much, D. You just enlightened me. I, Seriously. I think it's, it's a good a, idea. Catalina Island. Different for everybody. Yes, different for everybody. <laughs> so um, while you're helping the homeless, by the way, see if you can have the landlords lower the rents in Hollywood. That'd be great. Rents are getting crazy these days. Do you live in Hollywood? I live in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, the rents are atrocious. So that would be good. One thing I do love about your platform, though, is all convicts with marijuana charges will be freed and released. I think that's a great idea. That's a great policy. 
because releasing all the convicts who have been charged with marijuana offenses. Right. And I don't want that private jail for what do you call that jail? Private prison for profit. We don't need that. No. No effing no. Pardon my French. What what do you think about do you think all drugs should be legalized or just uh, just weed, marijuana? What do you think? I say go for all of them. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Me? You think I say legalize everything. Why not? I say legalize everything. Make money off it. Yeah. Legalize everything? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I think it'd make uh, life a lot easier for me personally. But yeah. the only problem, <laughs> problem with every, everything when everything's legal, there's only one problem. What's that? I know it is. It's not as exciting. That is you true. Know? Yeah, very true. That you know, I saw that because you're talking about decriminalizing sex work, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I agree with that, but is it as exciting? It's not as exciting. No, it's, it's not forbidden my only anymore. Problem. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's it, my it, only. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do find tough. in Europe where pretty much all sex work is legal in like. Oh, like, good. And then it's still exciting, huh? Ain't bad, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. You should go to Berlin for a night out. You'd love it. Mm. I'm actually quite interested in this masquerade ball. Is this so? This is a ball that everybody can dress up as the governor. How does that work? Well, like, let's take you, for example, and that lovely. What is your name, girly? Kate. Kate, you and Kate, what would you dress up if you were governor? Oh, I would, I would, if I was governor, I would wear lots of skin tight dresses and fishnets. There you go. Yeah. And you, D? I think I'd do like a snakeskin one piece, like a jumper or something. Oh, I love snakeskin. Yeah, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan. Same. I think it's pretty cool. Although I like your look. So would you encourage people getting like feather boas, wearing a lot of pink, pink and black, that kind of thing? Encourage? No, I don't use that word. I use inspire. 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 <laughs> That's way I better. Inspire, yes. I wouldn't, <laughs> it's, whatever, it's whatever somebody wants. You know, some people couldn't dig this outfit. They couldn't, they couldn't rock it. You know, I mean, this, this is me inside out. That's, that's the thing. Not everybody could pull that off. That's true. Let them pull off what they want to. Yeah, I'm I agree. They do what they want. This is America. Yeah. the American dream live. I think my favorite thing, this is what convinced me to vote for you, jury mm. duty. It's not going to be required anymore. Well, because so many people want <laughs> to be on a jury. Why force people? Now, let's just say you had some kind of a, a trial. Would you want someone on that jury that was pissed off at you or pissed off at being there? What no, they because they'd be biased. That's the thing, because they just want to get this thing over with. They don't want to. They don't want to be sitting there all day. No, they don't. So I would say nay, nay, nay to that for sure. You see, it's whatever, whatever's on my ballot benefits everybody. I think. I think so too. And the, and the other thing too, the annual UFO convention. That's no people don't <gasps> think about the uh, extraterrestrials Love this. as much. Love this policy. What inspired you? Have you ever met an extraterrestrial, like an alien from like another planet? Have you well, seen one? I haven't, but my assist, some of my assistants, I don't know if you are aware, uh, know Scott. Scott's my, one of my hmm. longtime assistants. He's seen them whooshing across the sky. Whoosh, 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 you know, like that, they go fast. He's seen those, oh. um, but I, I haven't. But I have had 
a telepathic communication with them you know how they see and oh wow telepathy is like like if they touch you on your forehead they know everything about you they know how your blood's going where your bones they just you know instant boom how did that happen were you like asleep or were you at home were you abducted i'm just smart (laughs) (laughs) well um angeline tell me about this if you are like smart Excuse me, I'm so smart that I have dumb blonde moments. And that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I think aliens like that, though. Yes, They're into do. that. They do. Um, so if elected governor, will you get a pink limousine or will you keep your pink Corvette? I'm going to keep the pink Corvette, but I'm going to get pink limousines for everybody on the staff. Would you like to work for me? I would love to. I'm, I'm totally down. I'll be your uh, radio guy. Pink, pink is Dee's <laughs> favorite color. It is. It's one of my favorites. Right up there with black. Uh, I, I like your color combo, pink and black. It works. Pink and black are really good. They're dramatic. So do you? Yeah. You really have three pink Corvettes, right? Oh yeah, I've, I've had ten, but these three don't want to leave me. I keep, <laughs> one of them was in the um. In the uh, disaster artist with um, oh yeah 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 uh, James Franco yeah it was James Franco mm-hmm. oh that that was cool yeah yeah no it's a very it's an iconic like I know Kate lives in England but it's an iconic um, uh, car oh, like, we you see it everywhere yeah in we know about the pink Corvette over here if you see it mm-hmm. riding around it means Angeline's in town <laughs> so Angeline. Pardon me? Kate, are you in, is Kate in England right now and you're in California? Yes, I'm in England. That's why I'm drinking a glass of wine because it's cocktail hour here. Oh, what about tea time? When is that for? That is exactly when tea time is. <laughs> it's a transatlantic podcast, this one. Um, so oh. tell me about your new song. You sent me the song, Lucky California oh, yeah, yeah, State. Yeah. Is this your can, campaign can, song? Can, it's not a campaign song. There's a difference. And Jill told me all about it, didn't you, Jill? So there's a campaign song, and then there's this is a California state anthem song because the one they have now is really lame. So I'm hoping to get this to be, you know, the major anthem for California. We're, we're going to end the show with this one. It's going to be our song of the week. It's oh. called Lucky California State. And uh, people, yeah. you can actually hear this song on, uh, on uh, Angeline's uh, website, angelineforgovernor.com. Um, mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Jill? Uh, Wait, Jill? Yes, I will put it on there right now. Oh, she's putting it on there right now. And there's Ooh, a couple, of, there's a couple other songs on there, too, I noticed. I was going through no there and checking it out. No pizza for you, Jill. Okay. What? <laughs> there's a couple other songs on there, too, I noticed. I was checking them out. Um, on, on the website or... I've got tons of music on iTunes and uh, Spotify, Shazam, all that. Shazam. Yeah, because you've been in bands since the 70s. Early 80s. Early 80s, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm in bands too. So we can. Really? Yeah. What do you do? I sing. All right. You guys should collaborate. Yeah, we uh, kind of do like, um, yeah, rock and roll, like the Ramones. All right. Love that. Such yeah. a great band. Damn. So, uh, so Angeline, before we go, what's, what's Kate had band? some questions. Okay, Kate, what's the name of your band? Uh, the name of band is called Goldie Dawn. Oh, cute. I'll send you a link. Yeah. They're really good. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to ask you some questions. Like, um, 
because you're a strong independent woman but like what's your main advice for like boys like what type of men do you like and if you're having trouble with boys what do you do trouble with boys what the hell is that i imagine <laughs> you never have trouble with boys <laughs> no i have a fast car other than having too many to choose from that's well, probably your main trouble matrimony phobia so i run yeah no i just i just like to have a wonderful experience I was also going to ask you about like um, your style is like so amazing and so iconic, but who are your style icons? Who have you always looked up to? Because you kind of remind me of like Debbie. You could be like Debbie Harry's sister. No, I couldn't. I'm Angeline. She bought a t-shirt <laughs> from me, you guys. Come on, cut it out. Do not come to me to anybody, okay? <laughs> I mean it. Don't do that. I hate it. I think Debbie yeah. Harry capped your style personally. Oh, well, oh, yes. she's for me. I, no, no, no. She had her own. She's a blonde. I do like her very much. <laughs> and she did get a t-shirt. Oh, she's... Huh? She's fabulous, just like you. Okay, that's more like it. Definitely. Well, Angeline, <laughs> yeah. um... I am looking forward to, uh, to to voting for you. People, you should go out and you should vote for Angeline. Um, California will have an official bubble bath day. It's about damn time. We've never had that before. And I think it's time we have a bubble bath day. I want a bubble bath day. You got it. <laughs> and you can learn more about Angeline and her curb campaign for uh, Governor of California at AngelineForGovernor.com. Angeline, if I don't get to be governor now, I... I'm going to, what is that? Run the again. Why not? Oh, the website's updated. What oh. is that noise? It sounds like a ghost. Might be an alien. Oh, oh the alien, yes! <laughs> the aliens are here. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't get into office this time, I'm going to run again just because it's good luck. Yeah, yeah. why not? Fabulous. Why not? I, th I think I'm hoping, you know, last time, didn't you, you did pretty good, actually. You got like tw number 29, I think, out of like 150 people. Yeah. Something like that. I was reading about but, it. I was, know, like, I, I was impressed. This time, I mean, though, number one. Excuse me? This time, though, you're going to be number one. Yes. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Angeline, thanks for being on the show. It's been fun talking to you. And good luck okay. with the race. You got my Thank vote. You. Good luck, guys and fairies. Yeah. So though I voted no on the recall, I did choose Angeline as a replacement candidate for uh, Newsom if he's ousted, and I really would love to see her running the state. How funny would that be? I think she would be amazing. I love Angeline, and it was like a life goal to get to talk to her. She's like just a popular culture icon I've always wanted to talk to. How would... I mean, did you just know her just from you know Los Angeles history and just, you know... Y yeah, she's pop culture. She's... Yeah, she's an icon. She's like an icon of California. She she's known worldwide. She's great. I've I've actually met her a couple of times. She's friends with, with uh, my friend Lenora, and Lenora knows her. And she's shown up at Lenora events, like a couple of different galleries and things like that. But you do see her, you know, whizzing around town every now and then. You see her car parked on Hollywood Boulevard, and you're just like, oh, like, there's Angeline. And she sells all like her. She has paintings and all sorts of stuff that she sells from her car. Like in the back of her car. Like you can buy an Angeline original painting. Well, I hope she wins. I think the world would be a better place if she wins uh, I mean, governor of California. The fact that she's making jury duty not required 
That's that alone gets my vote. I mean, few, few things are worse than having to deal with fucking jury duty. Uh, bubble bath day. I highly agree with that. I do, I do. I do love how she actually like took my suggestion of uh, <laughs> yeah. the, of solving the homeless crisis by just shipping them all to Catalina Island. She was like, you know, that makes sense, D. I, you know, it'd be great if she's like doing interviews and saying that and to everyone. To everyone, yeah, like yeah, as if it's great. you know, she could take that idea. I fully give you. I give you complete authority. You can do that. You can. You, you have freedom to use that idea, Angeline. She rocks. I, I stand that. by it, though. Let's just move them all to Catalina Island. <laughs> um, but people, the elections on September fourteenth this Tuesday. So all the California listeners, you got to get out and vote. I don't care who you vote for. Just, just do it. September fourteenth. Uh, people, this is. <laughs> yeah, you should. Uh, people, this is episode eight hundred eight here of Sick and Wrong. We got some phone calls come up next. Uh, but first, for that, here's a word from our sponsor, Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Uh, people, we got some phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is the number for the Sick and Wrong hotline. You can also email us, sickandwrongpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can even uh, send us a Facebook Facebook recording. You can do that in the Facebooks. Many, many ways for you to reach this show. Uh, this first caller is um, this is like a typical English person. Like this is in my American ears. This is what all British people sound like: men and women. Righto, governor. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. It's more like this guy. I think it's the way you do it. That message is well funny. So I was giggling. What? Hello, second one. I haven't rang for a while. You probably got one even recognize my name. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, he's wrecked. This guy is wasted. He's fucking wrecked. You know who I think it is? Malcolm McDowell. That's not Malcolm McDowell. I think Malcolm it is. McDowell I think is a classically trained actor i know he but he's really like he's really inebriated it's inebriated malcolm mcdowell you're wrong uh. <laughs> <laughs> can't even communicate well, I'm even gonna, take it easy. <laughs> that's it <laughs> that was ray winston at a very weak and low moment and um, that's pretty I wish much what all back. british people sound like Ray, I love you and I adore you. Please look after yourself. Please, whatever bad times you were going through, don't do not do this to yourself, Ray. Don't do it. Call back. Call I just back find it hilarious back. that this guy was so drunk and then he like, you know, got the liquid courage to call Sick and Wrong's drunk dial line. She's doing it correctly. You're supposed to be drunk when you dial the drunk dial line. And then just could not articulate his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he like, just... Like that was pretty much the entire call. I'm glad that I never had like a proper like I did have phones and stuff, but it was expensive to use them up until like the age of I was 25. Contracts were expensive, but I just remember the amount of like he'd be going, "Fuck it, I wish I could call my mate right now." It's like, nah, I'm really glad 
I'm just glad none of that happened just back doing in those a, days. I don't know. I, I think it can be it can be weaponized. Like I, I I think we were talking last week when my sister gets really drunk and used to call Wackerly. Oh yeah. All at all hours <laughs> of the night, she'd call Wackerly, just swearing at him, calling him horrible <laughs> expletives, slurs. <sighs> yeah. Good times. Those, Good those times. Those times. Those special moments. Um, this next guy is filled with special moments. This next guy. Hey, it's Tony. You had some questions about party in Japan. Marshall Island Tony. Tony! Haven't heard from him in a while, but yeah. I have to say that I have one of those family things now, so it's kind of mellowed me some. Although, <laughs> well, this, guy, this guy is bred. <laughs> Tony love, actually has kids. I love how Tony's just like, yeah, I have one of those family things. It's like, yeah, you have a, you have a family, Tony. <laughs> I would be willing to wager that Tony's wife doesn't listen to the podcast. She probably doesn't speak English. I wonder if Tony's wife knows anything of his past. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she listens to the podcast, because if she did, she probably wouldn't still be married to him. Definitely wouldn't breed his, his children. It would be easy enough to lie about all that stuff, though. You could just be like, yeah, I was here and I did that, but you don't have to tell them the stories. Yeah, but he tells the entire sick and wrong universe. <laughs> and I am glad for that. I love his stories. Uh, I like him too. Very entertaining. Still do Philippine Thailand missions. Well, at least I could until damn Jewish Chinamen with the COVID <laughs> took that away. <laughs> Leaving sick and wrong. My only reason to carry on. But <laughs> I'd rather talk about the glory days in another Philippine bar. So in those days, generally, the far farther you got away from the base, the less wholesome and family-oriented the bars became. Unless your idea of family values was siring some kid to grow up in a third-world shithole, never knowing who his father was. But at the end, of do you think he has a lot of like illegitimate children in the Philippines? No, I think Tony is a professional. I don't think Tony is a pump and dumper at all. I think Tony knows what he's doing. He's not an amateur, David. I think there's a lot of mixed race Filipinos out there. They're just perverts wandering around I, the Philippines. I also totally agree with uh, with Tony that it was the Jewish Chinaman that was set forth <laughs> this curse upon this earth. Had to be um, the eating, there's it's a very your bats. There's so many Jewish Chinamen. Yeah, there is and uh, Tony knows them. He probably yeah. might know them personally. I think we should hunt them down together and kill them Tony. We'll be a dynamic A Jew. lot of Jews came from that area of the world. So that's where they mostly come from. You're on to something. I like the cut of your jib there, Marshall <laughs> Island Tony. Strip, there's this place called the Nipa Hut, and they specialize in the sex shows. And of course, they had all the usual kind of shows, you know, like for example, the banana shows, she sticks a banana up there, it comes on pieces. Um, dart Ooh. shows, they, um, they look like blowguns on their pussies and shoot down balloons. I remember at one time, the, these two girls came out in gorilla mask, and one put her hand pretty far up in the other one. One was kind of neat was that they had this, a coin show where this woman comes out with a bottle and a big stack of pesos, and she squats down, and the pesos disappear between her legs. Then she um, squats down again and puts some of them back. Then the announcer's like, you know, you're cheating me, Mama-san. Give me all my pesos back. Nice, neat stack. And she squats down and puts some more back, and this goes on a few times until all the pesos are back on top of the bottle and nice, neat stack. Some pretty pretty good control. That's talent. But what stands out most in my mind was at the end, this woman comes out totally naked. And she'd go from table to table. And when she got to you, you're supposed to take a little lick of the 
local island cuisine. And while she's doing this, they're playing the song they made up. It went something like, you know, you don't know what it's like. If you don't eat pussy, you ain't shit. So you're kind of forced to participate because um, if you didn't want to indulge when she got to you, they'd be like, you don't eat pussy, you don't, eat, you ain't shit. However, they had some kind of wet rag. They wipe her off after each person. So, mm-hmm. you know, it had to be totally safe, sanitary, sanitary secure. Yeah, it sounds really no hygienic. Or diseases. Well, we all have the rag. We and all have the The owner rag. of this place was this American guy who was a bit much even for, you know, foreigner filth like yours truly that went to these shows. I'll have to tell you about him in another call someday. Well, I'm, I love this Filipino sex sex story uh, series he's doing. Yeah, and I, I've got to know about this bar owner who's more depraved than Tony. He's American, too, so I want to know his name. Yeah, definitely. I wonder I if it's, it's I like... I hope it's like Tex. As I say, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> you know... I wouldn't have, would you have, would you have done that if you were there and they're like, you don't, you're not shit if you don't lick the pussy. Would you have actually licked her? This like Filipino prostitute that's in that a, some random, all the like, saliva from other men's on Yeah, her. everybody just, in there. It's just like you're kissing your bro. So yeah, it's just like you're just kissing your bros. What's There's wrong with no that? There's no way I would have done that. I remember actually. But you would have had to do it. I, I would have just been like, no. And then if they would have been goading me, I would have been like. Fuck you. I don't really care. <laughs> so I, I think it's I, a bit different. I think he would have done You're not going to peer pressure me to sticking my tongue inside some, like, hooker's slit in some, like, rural strip club in the Philippines. I'm not going to do it. They have those tiny little, um, like, paper cut pussies. It's not like they've got, like, an American or a European pussy. They've got those tiny, like, literally slits. How do you, you just, know? like, give it a little... Because I can picture it. I'm picturing How do you it know right now. What a Filipino prostitute's vagina looks like. Marshall and Tony prove me wrong. <laughs> I I I don't know. I'd I'd be willing to think it's probably like a. But it's like a paper cut. I bet you it's like a gray meaty slit, if it's gray. a slit at all. Yeah, gray. like hanging not... gray labia. It's like you know, she's That's probably been Russian. fucked out. No, I'm that... I'm thinking she's probably had all of these these. These Filipino strippers, the these strippers, I think they're all like also doing sex work if the price is right. So, but regardless, well, yeah. I'm not going to put my, my mouth, my tongue, my lips. I think of the herpes. I don't you're think the rag ca- is going to catch the herpes. herpes. But so case in point, I was in, uh, this was like 2000, we went to Amsterdam. We went to a bar, which I don't even know if it's still there. I'm sure a lot of listeners of the show have been there. It's called the Banana Bar. Banana Bar. It's like in the red light district. It's kind of a famous place. Very touristy. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what the place you're talking about. It's so overpriced. Oh, yeah. But you, you go in there basically with your mates, and they give you like free beer, like as much beer as you can drink for like an hour. Or I think it's like an hour that you pay for. I think it's like 30. I don't know what it was. At the time I went there, it was, they, they weren't on the euro. So it was like 30 guilders or something. Which isn't is that when much. the war was happening? Yeah, it was back when the war was happening. So anyway, I remember at one point, one of the, uh, they, they like had a bunch of dancers that were like doing different things, but mostly involving bananas. So this one stuck a banana like in her pussy and then went from each guy in a row. I mean, like probably 10 dudes and you had to take a bite of it. And then it got With the down. Skin on. 
Uh, no, I mean, she had the skin. She had the skin kind of peeled and just, she peeled it off and just stuck the banana in her pussy. That's good because you don't want to eat with the skin on. And then, but you're supposed to take a bite, a bite, a bite. And by the time it got to me, it was just like a little piece of banana like sticking out of her pussy. And I was just like, I'm not doing it. And she's like, oh, and she said something in whatever language she was speaking. She wasn't Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> she, was, she wasn't Dutch. She was foreign. <laughs> and uh, she also, she kind of looked Asian, actually. Uh, but she was like, oh, come on, come on. And everyone's like, ooh, you got to do it. You got to do it. And like people were like, go to me. I was just like, I'm not going to do it. No. And I refused. You know and all my friends, my friends did it. The two guys at Kessler and I couldn't believe Kessler did it actually. And uh, my friend P Town both took bites. But then it got to me, and I was like, I'm not. I'm not. I refuse. I hate. I love. I've definitely talked about this on the outtakes before. I love fake banana f- tasting stuff, and I do like the flavor of banana, but I hate the texture of it. That would be my worst nightmare. Unless it's a banana split, unless she's going to pull out some chocolate sauce, some ice cream, and maybe some squirty cream, then I can eat I can eat that banana. But if she's just offering me a bite of banana, nope. Well, I'm sure I'm never some... going to put that in my mouth. I'm sure there's some chocolate sauce nearby. No, that's fudge sauce. <laughs> it's not chocolate sauce. Could have been a hot fudge banana for you then, Kate Rambo. <laughs> I, regardless, I refuse. And if I was in this situation at a Filipino strip club, there's no way I would have licked that at all. I wouldn't have done it. I would have left. Fuck it. Pussy. If, if you wouldn't have done I guarantee you wouldn't have done it anyway. Do you know what? After I've had a few beers... I won't, uh, you know, I won't eat banana and I won't eat mashed potato, but who knows what else I'll do, man? I might. <laughs> All right, I might have to take you to the, I might, we might have to use the sick wrong Patreon money to go to the Philippines to prove this. <laughs> yeah, Get Kate Rambo drunk. And uh, yeah, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll like arrange like a meetup with Marshall Island Tony. Be like, hey, give us a, be our tour guide. <gasps> he would love that. Tony, <laughs> I'm up for it. Tony, ring in. We want some stories of text. Um, <laughs> all right, last call here. I don't think this guy, I, this next caller, he wouldn't have licked the pussy either. I think he would have been on my side with this. Uh, hello, uh, this is uh, FM hey. uh, calling again. I uh, figured I always call whenever a good achievement in the idea of, uh, I guess, adulting uh, happens to happen. And I Tony knows a lot about adulting. The wrong side of adulting, the dirty I wonder, side. I wonder if, like, some somehow, some like in some weird, bizarre world, if like FM ended up hanging out with <gasps> Tony. No, do you know what I totally thought you were gonna say? If some weird, bizarre world, it actually turned out that Marshall Island Tony was FM's dad, because you need the yin and the yang, don't you? And that would be that, weird. They like, they would be like two halves of the same coin. Well, that would be weird. I like this is like a sitcom, like my my two dads or something that we're like right that, uh, here. that Marvel show. What if we could dun, do dun, six dun. episodes where Marshall three episodes where Marshall Anthony shows FM his world and then three episodes where FM showed Marshall Anthony his world. What if Marshall Anthony is FM? <laughs> no. <laughs> get a nice uh, work related uh, twofer. Uh, that ended up happening within the past uh, few days and some setups for later. Uh, one thing was that I was able to successfully navigate uh, my first uh, mixer. I, I guess you'd call it that. I went with a certain coworker uh, who happens to be, I guess, a bit of a, uh, I guess conservative would be the light word, 
as sort of a wingman, if, I guess if you can call it that. And we generally, uh, I'd say, hit it off. I was able to not uh, put my foot in my mouth, and I managed to have a good uh, conversation with a few coworkers and some uh, miscellaneous uh, contacts. <laughs> you know, FM, I would be your wingman any time. Believe me. Although I don't know if you'd like the people you'd meet. But uh, yeah, I would totally be your wingman. Jumbo's clown room. <laughs> 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 you know, I remember uh, when uh, I was living in San Francisco, I was working at the strip club back then. P-Town moved down here. Uh, I forget who he is. I think he moved down to L.A. because he wanted to get into the industry. So he was like an editor at the time, working a bunch of random jobs. And he hung out because he knew Kessler through me. And Kessler lived down here. And this is when they were working on the movie Wonderland. And so Kessler was like, I forget, did some like music assistant, music supervisor or something on that movie. Um, so anyway, they used to hang out in, in P-Town. You know, P-Town's a tall and kind of, he's a, he's a good looking guy. Plus he's tall, which then already like, you know, puts you up a few notches in any woman's book. Um, and so he and he and Kessler would go out and P-Town was like, dude, Kessler's the worst wingman I've ever dealt with. And I was just like, what do you mean? He's like, put it this way. I met this girl. She had a friend. I hooked him up. We both ended up going out. We we're going out to uh, dinner, like a double date kind of thing. He's like, I got up for like, I don't know, three minutes. And I went to the bathroom, four minutes, whatever. And I come back. The girl that I had hooked Kessler up with is crying. And the other girl, he's like, the other girl that I was with was like, we're going home now. And she's like packing up her shit, putting on her coat. She's like, we're done. And he was like, dude, how did you ruin this within did five minutes? Like that. Yeah, yeah, what did he said? I don't even know. I don't even, I don't have no idea. To this day, I don't even know what he said. But it's like within five minutes, made one cry and the other one started packing up her shit. That's amazing. That yeah. that is a skill. I'd love to know what you said to make her cry. But it was hilarious. I don't. He probably but insulted her mother or something. I, who knows? Yeah. When he, he said something, but something so bad that it made the girl cry. Yeah. I, it probably would have turned me on to Kessler FM, if you'd insulted my mother. <laughs> FM. I would totally be. You know who'd be a good? Kate Rambo would be a good wing wingman, wing woman, wing woman, because you get your girl. Girls trust girls. That's true, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily go out with like, oh, I'm gonna get FM a lady friend. I'd be like, let's get FM some friends that he can hang out with. Because like, if he did like a D and D group or something, then he could meet people. But constantly. wait, you wouldn't. You wouldn't help assist him in scoring. I think it's a bit too early for scoring. For him. what? The yeah. guy would need help scoring. I think he's not worst the type wing woman could, ever. He's not the type who you would go out and just be like, you're gonna pull tonight. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's like, you're going to meet some people and then from there. Yeah, okay, but pull. you wouldn't go into a bar and be like, all right, that girl's adequately drunk. You know, she's uh, she looks like she's in, you know, his range. You wouldn't be like, all right, you got to go over there and say something. I'll go over there and say something Just be and, and hook it up. Yeah, I would hook it up, but I wouldn't expect him to like go home and pull her or anything. Well, at least like, get some go digits. And chat to her. Yeah, go and get like her number and stuff like that. But I don't wouldn't expect him to. You got to take things slow, man. All right, but nice you would enable steady. him in getting digits. Yeah, I'd get him that far and just like meeting people, so he could like them possibly. There, it's all a springboard, isn't it? Every every long term of every relationship, you know, we've all met the pub. FM, I'm gonna take you to North of England. We'll get some slags. You're going to score with me, buddy. <laughs> Vote me on the, the sick and wrong recall. <laughs> Alongside that, I happened to go into 
a few good workplace events for uh, jolly cohabitation and participated what? in a workplace bingo um, where me... <laughs> Wait, last time you did bingo, though, you cried in the car. I'm sorry, but bingo is very stressful, and I understand why he would have cried in the car. The first time I went to bingo, I was... I was it changed my opinion of what I thought bingo was. But it's stressful. He, wasn't he like shamed by some pensioners and then ended up going to the car and crying? Yeah, because they can be like that. I remember the first time me and my uh, Rotundo ex went to bingo a few times because the thing with bingo halls over here, I don't know if it's the same in the States, is, is that they're cheap. So you can go and get like a pint of beer. It's going to cost you pound fifty. So you sign up, you go, and you're like, oh, we're going to get drunk. No, you don't get drunk because the pressure is immense. The way they read those numbers out. And then if you just even go, oh, everyone goes, what? And look at you. And you're like, shit, you can't even barely talk to each other. You certainly can't be making jokes. I'm too, the thing is with me, I'm too distracted. Like I, I just wouldn't pay attention to the numbers. You do because the, the speed they read them out is in is insane. It takes you a while to get into the flow. And there was a few times I missed a bingo, and you just think, "Fuck, that was a hundred quid down the drain. Just a hundred quid wow. of free fucking I didn't money." Really that much money. You can make thousands. You can make up to like I think sometimes I when they do like the national call here, it's, it's like up here. to like I don't think it's a hundred like grand. Dollars. It goes into the thousands. You know, here. I wonder if they do bingo in Vegas. I bet they do, and I, that's probably a good place to go and do it because it'd be. Well, massive. a lot of old people love the to more go to Vegas. players, the more money. That'd be interesting. I should find that out. Like at I the Bellagio, if they do now. like bingo at the Bellagio, <laughs> it'd be funny. Three other people: a person by the name of uh, Georgianne and Mary. Uh, we happened to uh, get decently far in our little uh, team bingo uh, escapades. And actually won a few goodies, including uh, a time off. Uh, so I guess it was a decent positive. I, I, I didn't, uh, I guess, make a fool of myself and was able to conduct accordingly. Uh, when it comes to future plans, since I normally always like to make a call uh, involving future things I want to do, uh, there's more uh, speed dating that's actually happening in the local area. And I want to try and force myself into an uncomfortable situation where I can... Uh, try and think on the spot and try and connect myself to another person. The anime club actually, thankfully, due to COVID, is coming back. So I could go uh, see a few people at my uh, library and potentially uh, interact in terms of movies and, I guess, other things like that. Hopefully, That's a good thing, though, because you're you're connecting with people because you guys have similar tastes and likes. You know, so exactly. you can actually meet, yeah, meet people you have the same wavelength with, you know? It's a good idea yeah. to do these, like, special interest groups. It is for, he's going to meet other people like him. It's not like me. There's nobody else who likes Elvis who's like me. Well, the thing is with me is I, I'm just, I'm just so misanthropic. I don't want to ever fucking meet anyone else. I'd rather just be by um, myself. I was saying this to one of my friends the other day. I was like, I have, like, three friends. I don't need no more. Yeah, Free you know, is enough for me. I have noticed, like, as you get older, it's more difficult to make friends. It, but it's at just... the same time, I don't want them. I have enough. I have enough with them. Unless somebody comes into my life and lights it up. Other than that, I'm just like, no, this is enough for me. These I think the last, friends. like, real new friend I made was Joe Kelly. And that was, like, now, like, 15 years ago or something. Mine is Big Titty Goth Detective. We are Grebo Sisters in Arms. 
That was the last real I mean, friend I've made. Yeah, it, it is. It's just weird when when you get older. I mean, also it's like you know, a lot of people my age already have families and stuff. You're not hanging out with your friends, and getting that. drunk every night. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're all, so all we, my all my friends because I suppose I'm a decade younger than you. So all of them have like either gotten married or now they're starting to have the kids, and they're all that's. Well, they have priorities. My, they you know, have my priorities babies. is getting drunk at a bar. You know, going to the yeah. fucking Rainbow Room <laughs> and seeing a Guns N' Roses cover band. You know, oh, fronted Lord. by Steven Adler, the original oh, drummer. No. Like that that's a priority for me. Other people are like, you know, I gotta make sure my my child lives to see doesn't a second die. birthday. Yeah, yeah it doesn't know? die in the night without me there. But it's different though. You know, I do know with LA, like I've I I'm trying to think about this guy I worked with, um, who's who's a younger guy, he's like late twenties, and he had he had a bad drinking problem, became sober and he was having difficulty meeting people because he's like, you know, meeting new girls because it's like either the dating apps or he's like, I'm not going to bars or shows or anything to go because I don't want to be around drinking. So he went on this website that was like, you basically go on this website and sign up for social activities. So he joined like a kickball team. Okay. And they would all play kickball. And then there was like a roller skating team. And they go, you meet a bunch of other new people to Los Angeles and go roller skating. He's like, you should check this out. And I was like, fuck that. See, without drinking, I hate kickball. I hate roller skating. I hate doing any like outdoor physical activity. If I'm outside and I'm sweating, I am not having a cool time, bro. Not for me. Well, that's what I was wondering. So, I was like, is what there... would I do without drinking? I, you know, what that, am I doing? A, there's book clubs. He went to like a book club at this one bookstore. He's like, oh, everyone gets together for the book club. I I don't know. I was like, if there's I don't want to be forced to read. But if there's a group that just does a lot of recreational drug use, you know, it's like that's what we do. We just get together and do a bunch of drugs and listen to like Dio. I, yeah, I might be into that. that. That sounds like a good group for me, but it doesn't exist. I would probably join that group, but at the same time, I also wouldn't want to be a part of that group. Yeah, I'd rather just kind of sit by myself and just hate everything. That's typically the way it goes. So maybe, yeah. You know, it's like, I think I probably would hate groups, but I'd also hate being a part of a group that hates groups, if that makes any sense. I don't want to join any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Something within like the classic Ghibli collection. And also still is me trying to find a good adult uh, burlesque show to force always myself back to the into burlesque. the most uh, uncomfortable uh, zone, if you will. Go into the deep end without really going that deep, if I, uh, I have to be honest. I don't know thinks it's going to be uncomfortable, because it's going to be really fun. Burlesque shows? Are, yeah, they're going to yeah. be kind of fun. You know, they, uh, they are good fun. Uh, a couple of good friends of mine did this one, this Star Wars burlesque. And, you know, I've obviously voiced my disapproval of burlesque in the past, but it was a fun time. Like, they came out in all these different outfits, Star Wars themed, and, you know, if you're, FM a, would love that. Yeah, I bet you FM, you probably would be into that. And they always tell, like, you know, that a lot of them are quite bawdy and will tell jokes uh, or they'll do singing. It's not necessarily a case of they're all going to get their kit off. He, and then he, they're just performers. It, well, he's making it seem like I'm going to be like a fish out of water and be so out of place. It's like, dude, it's not like you're going to be in this Filipino strip club and they're making you like <laughs> lick her vagina. Pussy. You know, it's yeah. like, no, you sit there and you watch this like fun act. It's like going to a theater show. Is or it going to see a comedy show? If yeah. anything, I think he would probably fit in more at a burlesque club than he realizes. It's a comedy show with pasties, put it that way. Yeah. 
that's all I wanted to say. Uh, uh, Kate and me, uh, keep it sick, uh, keep it wrong, and uh, thank you again. Well, thank you, FM. I do love, uh, you know, a lot of FM's calls, we tend to play on the uh, Patreon, too, because they come in every now and then. And if I get, you know, if I get multiple calls, I usually do that. But I like I like to hear from FM. I like to check in and see how he's going. Like, just check in on how he's, like, blossoming into a functional member of society. I like all our regular callers ringing in. Yeah, it's like, but it is funny though. It's like two people on the opposite side of the uh, spectrum. You got you got Tony, and you got FM. FM. I really want them to kind of do a sitcom together where it would be they would meet up perfect strangers, perfect strangers. Yeah, meet up in the Philippines. Marshall and Tony would show him his world, and then they could go somewhere else, and FM would show him. His world to the yeah. Amish country. Marshall Island needs a little. Uh, Marshall Island totally needs a little Amish country in him. You know, I would totally do this if we had like last podcast on the left Patreon money. I would be doing stuff like this. I'd be like, we're gonna get a documentary crew. We're gonna get Marshall Island, Tony, and FM, and we're gonna send them to Thailand, and we're just gonna film the whole expedition. I would like to know what last uh, podcast on the left do with their what with their money. How many patrons have they got? Like fucking. 14,000 what are they doing with that I think, money I think they buy like gold coated fleshlights and just use them on each other why would they do that when they can just suck each other off and then well, spit they... it out and call it content because that's what they do because they want the gold fleshlights so they can like sh- display their wealth <laughs> <laughs> just... no but I mean that's what I'm saying like if we had that much money you know I would be doing shit like that because it'd be I, hilarious. I would be funding documentaries like that for sure. Yeah. I would also try and find out, uh, go and try and find Bonavillain. I would track <laughs> that man down. <laughs> that would be amazing. Finding Bonavillain. That would be one of the documentaries. <gasps> that sounds Emmy Award winning when you see it like that. Finding Bonavillain. Yeah, that would it's be interesting. It's a shame Robert Stack is dead because I'd want him to narrate it in his trench coat. <laughs> that, I'd, I think that would be perfect. I think that would be. I think you'd find But I think you'd find Bonerville and be very disappointed. <laughs> what if he finds Bonerville and it's Marshall Island Tony? And hey, FM. Hey. What if? Oh, because they are one. People call the Sigaron Hotline, 323-522-4032. Got to wrap up the show here. As always, we appreciate your support on uh, Patreon. Uh, we got a lot going on right now on the Patreon, more than I think we've ever done. We put loads of content there recently. Steamy, hot loads of bonus sick and wrong content. Oh, it's and, been steamy. Very steamy. But basically, we're producing an extra show's worth of content every week on Patreon. So for only five bucks a month, and actually this, I posted on uh, the Facebook page, a little sampling of the outtake with Joe Kelly, where he had that sensual encounter. Very sensual. He fell Very in love Very sensual, day. yeah. Jojo's um, been falling in love with lots of women lately. He's a player. Yes, <laughs> he he's a player, <laughs> Joe Kelly. Uh, but for five bucks a month, you get an extra story, you get phone calls, you get the uh, the outtakes this week, patron news story, kind of was followed with the theme of this show. A gubernatorial candidate <laughs> in Oklahoma, he's running for governor of Oklahoma, uh, he sexually assaulted his campaign staffer with a lead pipe. And, oh, God, uh, that story. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. And I, I got to say, some of Kate's racist comments during that story were unnerving to me. 
you know, as as a person who was African, born, you know, raised in Africa and an African as, person. As a disclaimer, I might have been a little inebriated when yeah. you told me that story. I don't think this mitigates disclaimer. what you said, Kate Rambo. <laughs> Um, and just for a few bucks more, you get our sick and wrong news segment. This week, we, talk, we talked about a, uh, a doctor who shared a repulsive reason why you should not sleep naked. There's a reason why you shouldn't sleep naked. And also, uh, we, we talked about a Mexican rapper who got gold chain hooks surgically implanted into his scalp so he could have gold dreadlocks. A lot going on there on the sick and wrong news. Also, news. the bonus uh, sick and wrong mini-sode this week on Overkill uh, Kate Rambo looked into the life of Anna Nicole Smith. I've been, when I first joined this show, I made up a little list of people who I was like, I would love to do shows about. Anna Nicole, although I think she fits into the sick and wrong category, she's perfect for overkill. I had so much fun doing Anna Nicole Smith. Well, I think the graphic details of the sexual encounters between her and that like octogenarian that she was with jay howard i get i get into those juicy like, juicy details she gets into the details it's graphic people it's graphic i do um, but seriously we work really hard every week on the show and also you know to produce extra content on that patreon so we do appreciate you showing us a little love it oh, is yeah. really the only thing that keeps me going <laughs> at this point <laughs> you know i mean i've been doing it a long time and it's nice to actually like be rewarded for the effort so um uh, people go check out patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Also, there is a very big announcement that's only going to be on Patreon coming up in October. Life-changing announcement. I'm not going to give any more details, but it's, gonna, it's going to affect the future of this fine program. And dun, I'm, te dun, I'm teasing dun. it. I'm teasing it. But no, it's, <laughs> seriously, you're going to want to know about this. And the only place you're going to find out about it is on Patreon. So patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Support the show. We appreciate it. Finally, here's sick and wrong song of the week. When I reached out to Angeline's campaign manager, Jill, to get her on the show, she's like, Angeline will do your show only if you play her song at the end of the show. Or like nice. during the show, not the end. But I was like... All right, I'll feature it as Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. So she wrote a song about California, kind of, also kind of about like being, I don't know if it's, if it's her campaign song or what, um, but the song is called Sunny California. I don't think it's even been released yet. So it's kind of like a debut here, a premiere. Oh, wow. Of this Angeline's is the premiere song. of a song. Yeah. Amazing. So we're going to play Sunny California, Angeline's new song here to uh, end the show. Uh, people, go check out Angeline's website, angelineforgovernor.com. And California people, we have a lot of California listeners, go out and vote. Go out and vote this Tuesday, September 14th. We'll be back next week with episode 809. Till then, take it sleazy.
Sexually active Hollywood goddess, I take I don't discuss sexual activities with anyone unless I'm actually engaged in it with somebody. Oh, so you talk during sex? Yes, I do. What do you say, Angela? I'm more than happy. If, if I don't use it in the show, I'll certainly use it at home. What kind of show is this? <laughs>